Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Happy Monday to you, Queen. And of course, today um, we are celebrating a special holiday, so uh, very glad for that. And so Again, many of you who might be federal workers or your employers uh, might be celebrating special Juneteenth days, Um, then again, congratulations because you've got a day off, and I'm so glad that you are all here with us today. Well, here we are on another week, and my prayer is that you are recognizing the blessings and being here on the beginning of this week, and that you are ready to have a productive week, an abundant week, and you are ready to have yourself a dose of unshakable faith. That is so very, very important. As always, we are here to bring you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a great success. I want to give a shout out to all of those people who emailed me uh, and just thanked me for the delegation uh, topic that we spoke on on last week. And of course, we'll have another wonderful topic for you today, and I'll announce that in just a moment. But first, let us go to God in prayer for all the things he has given us. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us yet again to wake up this morning and to have another day to accomplish our dreams and our business goals. Thank you, dear Lord. Bless us, O Lord, as we pursue being the queen of organization, of action, of leadership, Father. Let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks, but be steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable. Father, we ask for a special blessing over those businesswomen that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone and isolated and not just sure which way to turn. Father, let them know that they are not alone. Give them the inner peace and strength and send them resources, including us, Father, and others to them that can help. We thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and we surely accept all those blessings that are yet to come. Thank you for Successful Woman Radio and for all of the listeners that support the show. Father, continue to bless me and give me a ready recollection of words and inspiration and resources to share with all of the listeners. It is in Christ's name I pray this. Amen. Again, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and you are so ready to be productive for the new week. Now, all this month, our overall theme is managing your empire like a queen. It's like, you know, what is that like? What what are some of the things that you need to know? And so this month I'll be sharing um, tips and ideas on how, on how to help manage your empire and how to be the best leader while operating your business. Now, today we're going to be discussing becoming the queen of sales. Again, we're going to be discussing becoming the queen of 
sales. I'm so excited about this topic because this is a topic where all of us really need to master it, and that means that we have to practice it every single day. Also coming on in the lineup is five questions of business leadership, preparing your mind for greatness, and of course, we'll bring you some wonderful announcements that we've got going on at Women About Biz. But for right now, what I want to do is I want to share with you um, five questions of business leadership because these questions are very important. I've had many of the listeners to ask me, you know, Tria, why do you repeat the same questions, five questions, single Monday? They're the same. I thought they would be different, but aha, here's the thing. My question back to them was, well, let me ask you a question. What have you done with the questions that I've given every Monday since it's the same thing? And their answer, most people's answers is always the same, you know. Well, I've listened to them, but I really haven't taken action. Well, see, that's why I repeat the five questions of business leadership every Monday. There are three main reasons. One, that it will melt within your subconscious mind and cause and compel you to take some type of swift action. Number two, that it would remind you that no matter how many times you hear it, you too should also ask those questions of yourself as often as you need to to strengthen and hone in on your leadership skills, right? And then number three, and final, the, last, the reason why I always do the five questions of business leadership and they are the same is because if you are truly asking yourself these questions, you're not going to get the same answers at some point. You're going to have different answers to those questions. So if any of you are wondering, wow, didn't she do this last week? Is this a repeat? What's going on? And you're pretty new to the show and you don't know it. The five questions of business leadership are started at the beginning of each new year, a whole new set of questions, and then carried throughout every single Monday, 52 Mondays, right? Every single Monday, the same questions are being asked of you to, to really help you hone in on those leadership skills. So my suggestion to all of you that are listening is to, first of all, get your pen and your notepad out, right? Because many of you who are longtime listeners know that Queen Trina does not give fluff. She gives pure information that you will be able to put to use right away every day of your business. So taking down those notes and writing down these things that I talk about, you can go back and you can say, now, how can I implement these things in my business and my life to make a difference? And that is why I repeat those questions every single Monday, and hopefully many of you will have some aha moments and understanding, and for those of you that are long-time listeners, girl, you, you know, I know you got me. I know you got my back. I know you understand this, right? Absolutely. So the hot topic of today, again, is becoming the queen of sales, and I'm very excited about sharing this information with you simply because this is the part of business that I feel most business women know about, but they don't get it in a manner that they can transfer it to themselves and take off with creating sales for their business, right? And so we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But for now, let's go ahead and move right into the five questions of business leadership. Now, if you know of these five questions, question number one is, is a longer question. Um, it has five components to it, and I will let you know when we get to question two, okay? Here's question one. Have I set 
my business foundation again? Have I set my business foundation? This question, of course, is very important. And, you know, maybe you're asking, well, why are you asking such a question? Because I have a business that's been around for three years, four years, five years, right? But this question I ask of myself, and my business has been around for 22-plus years, and I continuously ask myself that question because I always find that I have a different answer depending on the type of action that I have taken. So there are five core areas that I want you to pay attention to uh, in you know, setting up your business foundation, and all of them pertain to what's going on internally in your business, right? Here's core area number one, legal structure and setup. Now, have you LLC'd your business? You know, do you have a tax EIN? This is very important, right? No matter how many times you hear it said, the question is, are you going to take action? Are you going to decide on the business format you're going to have, the legal format? You know, having a corporation does do, you know, some very important things. First of all, it puts you in a more professional stance when you're talking to people. Uh, the, the next thing that it does is that it prepares you um, to get real about your business mentally. You can get a business checking account, right, in the professional name of your business business, and then also it allows you to then start working on building your business credit. So having that legal structure set up is very important. Core area two is strategy, right? What do you want to experience in your business this quarter? What do you want to do about uh, supporting your vision and goals, right? And how will you implement all of the tasks that come up from creating those goals? And of course, finally, core area Number four is about who will you delegate to, okay? Now, this is all pertaining to, you know, the internal side. And then, you know, going back, it wasn't core area number four. Let, let me back up a minute. It was Area number four for question one was who will I delegate to? And then core area three was have you formed a power team? And then core area four is, you know, do you have automated marketing in place? And then core number five, my favorite part of question one, are you prepared to receive the money, right? Because you can have all of the things that I mentioned, right, and then you're not prepared to receive the money, and you're wondering why is it so difficult for you to, you know, take care of transactional business. Well, that's because you definitely need a business checking account. You definitely need a bookkeeping system, and you need a merchant account, right, to take MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Discover Card. You need that, and then you need that cash flow. So if you don't have, for example, your merchant account in place, the first thing you're going to need is a business checking account before you can do that. Once you have that, then you are free to go ahead and set up that merchant account. But again, as I said before, what I have learned is a lot of business women set up their merchant accounts with their personal checking, and they also put in their personal social security number rather than use their tax EIN. And so what does that do? It pushes everything to the personal, and it puts you kind of in a higher tax bracket for your business as well. So we need to be paying attention to these things, right? And then, you know, cash flow. Are you, are, are you prepared to receive the money by preparing a cash flow? And for those of you who are not aware of it, coming up on Wednesday for our June Lunch and Learn, we've got a great 
um, webinar called Becoming the Queen of Cash Flow, and we pulled that out because I'm going to be actually doing some live examples on how to prepare your cash flow. So again, I think that you're going to really enjoy that. If you are looking to register for that, just simply go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on events in the top menu bar, and you will get that opportunity to see it. Let's move on to question number two of the five questions of business leadership. We gave you question number one, which had five core areas. Now we're on to question two. What are my top three business goals this month? Okay, so this is the thing. Many of us create long, comprehensive lists of things that we want to experience in our business. As a matter of fact, I don't think that's a problem with us as businesswomen, right? We can create long lists, right? But it's how you manage that list and what you do with it that matters. The thing is, is that each month, really, what you should be doing is you should be prioritizing that list, that comprehensive list of things you want to experience this year in your business. You should be prioritizing that and then taking the top three things off of the list and placing them as your goals you're going to be working on for the month, right? And then once you, once you decide on those goals, then it's time to actually start creating the task, right? Tasks allow us to take action, to implement that which we are trying to do, right? So you want to be able for each goal to make a list of tasks that have to be completed in order for that goal to come into fruition, to be done and accomplished, right? And so three goals is a good number because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Now, personally, the, any time, the only time you really should have more than three goals, and we're talking about three master goals, right? Because master goals can be broken down into sub-goals and tasks and subtasks, okay? But three master goals. The reason why, which is so important, you only want to do those is because it's going to take you some time to do that. And the only reason you should have more than that is that you've got people on your team to take up uh, those goals to help you with managing and, and doing projects with those goals, and they're the ones doing it. But if you are the one that has to do everything, I do not advise you to take on more than three goals for your business every single month, okay? I think that's very important. That thing I think is very key. Um, if you have not yet, you need to get your power team in place. That's very important. Again, you need to get your power team in place. A power team is a group of professionals, right, that normally have their own business. They provide different types of services. They're experts in those services. And you need to be able to put that type of group of people together, whatever your group is going to be. Not everybody has the same power team because they don't need the same type of help. So this is something that becomes personal to your business that you need to really take a look at. Here's number four. Am I being consistent with marketing and communications? Now, Within question number one in the five core areas of that first question, you were asked and you were to ask yourself, do I have an automated marketing system? Well, here we are in question number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communications? Again, am I being consistent with it? Well, here's the thing. Consistency is the key that leads you to results. 
and you've got to get yourself consistent. I think a lot of times, though, women have a tendency to overwhelm themselves and to automatically feel as though they are supposed to be doing everything and they feel like they can't do their marketing until it's perfect, you know? But maybe you should just start with one thing in in marketing, okay? Maybe you can just start with a simple efficient e-newsletter that only covers one thing and you send it out every week. And just at the end of that newsletter, you always are going to call people to some type of action, something that you've got going on. And I think that can keep it simple for the time. But in actuality, really, we should all be working anywhere between five and seven different marketing strategies that are automated and repetitive so that we can see better results. Last but not least in the five business questions of leadership is on a scale of one to 10, what's your belief level, okay? You know, I've been talking about belief. I've been um, sharing with you my thoughts on belief and why belief is so very important. And it's really interesting. Sometimes when you know what you know, it's like buying a new car. Have you ever bought a new car and you haven't even seen your type of car on the road? And then all of a sudden when you buy your new car, you see your car everywhere? Well, sometimes when you know what you know, God has a way of bringing it back around to you for you to digest it too, right? And every single um, motivational speaker and expert that I listened to or read this weekend, it was interesting at how all of them were talking about belief. I was also listening at something that Mary J. Blige said, which was she was talking about, you know, how it, it seems like every time something happens in her life, she moves to another level of belief. And her big thing was that she wished she would have just had the level of belief that she needed from the very beginning, but she wasn't ready for it. She wasn't mature enough to handle that level of belief. And she talked about how now she's ready for the ultimate level of belief and to have even a higher relationship with God. And, you know, that is so profound. But all of these people, Anthony Robbins was talking about belief on the, on the motivational um, video that I was listening at. Oprah Winfrey, I went on her website, and there was, again, belief. So God has a way of coming back around and confirming and convicting within you what you already know. So when I share with you about the fact that belief really is the key component to success, it is the master key component to success, you better know it is. Here's the thing. Even if you are lacking in, um, in money to do a certain thing for your business, it still requires you to believe a certain level in order to go out and generate that money or bring that money about in a certain way. But if the belief is lacking, sometimes not having enough money will just put you, it'll stop you in your tracks from even trying to accomplish the goal, even trying to do what you have purposed in your heart. But when you have a high level of belief, you're like, well, I don't know where the money's coming from. Uh, God will take care of that. All I know is I'm going to keep taking action and I'm going to keep working and moving on and moving forward. And I know that 
what I need, God is definitely going to provide it. And I think that's important for all of us to know. So, you know, if you're taking action, if you see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items are being marked complete on the things that you've already done, then congratulations because, you know, you've moved up in your belief level and that is the that is the reward for believing things are getting done. So very, very important. So there you have it, Queens. You have, you know, the five questions of business leadership. And, you know, what are you going to do with that? What, how, how are you going to ask yourself those questions and start taking action on those questions? That's the key part here of these questions. Ask them of yourself as often as necessary. Take action on them as often as you need to. And oh my goodness, you're going to start seeing incredible changes in your life and in your business. Hey, if you just tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. And I'm Queen Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. You know, had something going on stirring in my mind and in my heart, and that was Trina. You know, are you giving the listeners, are you motivating them? Are you giving them something to hang on to every single week that you talk with them? Yes, you give them business information, you know, you, you give encouragement, but what what motivation can you give them? And so last week I shared with you about God didn't make a mistake when he created you, right? Um, you know, and I talked about how important it was to never doubt yourself and your abilities, right? That you can be a successful and wealthy woman. Well, this week, what I want to talk to you about is that God created you to be a queen, okay? He created you to be a queen. The time you came out and you took the breath of life, you you automatically activated your soul, your spirit, and your body were now one, and you were now ready to tackle the world. And God gave you that title. He, You inherited the right to be queen of your own empire, right? And so what you need to understand is that no matter how many naysayers, no matter um, how many people say something's not a good idea, or no matter how many people seem to, um, you know, be on the negative end or the environments you tend to be in seem to be negative, no matter how much of that is going on, the truth still remains the same. You were inherited. You inherited the right to be queen of your own empire and let nobody else tell you anything different. You got to get comfortable with saying the word queen. You got to be comfortable with calling yourself queen because when you are uncomfortable in doing that, it means that you have a problem. It means that you don't believe that you are a queen. I may not be the queen of England. I may not be queen of a country, but certainly I am queen of my own empire, and I accept that, right? So very, very important because God the Father owns everything. He is omnipotent, and everything that belongs to my Father, it belongs to me, amen. And so, therefore, you need to embrace and you need to accept your title as queen, and that is why we call you queen. That is why we started referring to you as queen. And so you need to know that God didn't make any mistakes. He loves you. You have the right. You have the inherited right 
to be successful, to be wealthy, to be productive. And whatever you're going through right now, whether it is depression or stress or whether you've got a partner that's, that's acting up on you or whether there's a relationship of some kind that's, that's not going the way it should or whether you're on a nine-to-five job and every day you just simply hate it because it just puts you in a mode. Whatever it may be that might be going on negatively in your life, but you need to know that everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. And there is no need for you to react to it, right? You don't need to react to it and let it take you to a whole nother place. Why? Because it's temporary, right? And what you need to be reacting to is you need to be reacting to what God has given you. You need to be reacting to the all of the possibilities you have to build your own empire. You need to be reacting to the fact that God, sometimes when you don't even know how you're going to get the money, when you don't even know how it's going to come to you, God does, and he will bring it to you. You need to react to that portion, right? Act to anything negative that is going on to in your life. That is so very, very important. And, you know, the one thing that I absolutely love, uh, my favorite scripture, I'm pulling it up right now because um, it is such a profound scripture, right? But This scripture says, no discipline seems present at the time. And I'm reading from Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems present at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. This is my all-time favorite scripture. Why? Because one night, I was, you know, I was just trying to figure out so many things, and I, I was just all over the place. And I had gone to sleep like at 12 midnight, and God woke me right back up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to flip the Bible, and wherever it flips to, you know, that's meant to be a message for me. And at first when I flipped my Bible, it didn't flip to any page. It was like the pages stood still, right? And then when I got up to fix myself a cup of tea and I came back, the pages had relaxed. And on the page, I just, my eyes just went to Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful later on, however, it will produce a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by that. So being a business owner, being a business woman, it means that you have to have discipline. It means that you have to allow yourself to be trained by discipline. Right? And when you are trained by discipline and you don't react to the same things everybody else is reacting to because you know God has your back, then things are going to work differently for you. And as, as the time goes on, what you will notice is that you have much peace. You have much righteousness within you. Why? Because you were disciplined. So don't react to negativity. Don't react to naysayers. Don't react to all of those negative things that could be going on. Instead, turn away from it. Stand yourself up. Get some discipline about yourself and know that with that discipline, you're going to put yourself in the right environment. You're going to put yourself in an environment of righteousness and peace. You're going to connect yourself with people who are encouraging and who are motivating. You're going to connect yourself in the right environment. If you've got a job, 
okay? If you've got a job that is making you feel some kind of way negatively when you go in because you feel that there are spirits in there that are not righteous, then get yourself out of there. Start preparing to move. Start preparing. But what you shouldn't do is complain about it. What you shouldn't do is become a bad employee. You should be the best employee representing God, the Father, that you can. Why? Because God is teaching you. It's teaching you that even in the midst of diversity and even in the midst of challenges in life, there is always a blessing. There is always a testimony that you can give. So that's my motivation for you. And I hope that you guys, that you receive it with all of the love that I am giving it to you, okay? I want you to do me a favor right quick. Are you guys listening? Do me a favor. I want you to share the show with at least just one person, one other person. The board is packing out. Let's go ahead and pack it out all the way. Share the show with at least one person. You can text them, hey, get on Successful Woman Radio. Here's the number to dial in, 347-637-2589. Again, for those of you with pen in hand, the show number is 347-637-2589. Go ahead and get some more people on the show today. Why? Because there's someone that needs to be blessed with what I am saying. Someone needs to be blessed. And not only should you be receiving the blessing, but you should want to spill it out and let others receive the blessing as well. So go ahead and get others on the show. Let them know that Successful Woman Radio is live, and we are going to be talking about becoming the queen of sales. Again, we're going to be talking about becoming the queen of sales. Before we get into that hot topic, what I want to do for all of you who are new to the show, I want to thank you so much for being on the Successful Woman Radio Show today. Thank you for being a listener, and we hope that you come back to the show. Um, if you're wondering, okay, what is this show all about? Well, Successful Woman Radio is all about you. It's all about motivating you, encouraging you, and inspiring you to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire, okay? That's what we are all about. So, Queen, make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern and be empowered with information that you will be able to put to use right away and every day in your life and in your business. For the announcements today, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show, and we have some great announcements for you today. Um, I want to remind everyone uh, that we've got some awesome things coming up this week. All throughout the week, we've got some good stuff coming up for you. The first thing I want to uh, let you know is that coming up on Wednesday, is our hot webinar, our Lunch and Learn webinar, Becoming the Queen of Cash Flow. And one of the reasons I didn't um, include this in our monthly theme <clears throat> on the actual show is because it needed more time. And I said, well, you know what, let me give it to all of the listeners as a gift. And so, again, our Lunch and Learn webinar this Wednesday, June 21st at 12 noon Eastern, is Becoming the Queen of Cash flow. Now, in this 
in this particular webinar, I'm going to give it my all, right? You're going to learn what cash flow is. I'm going to show you what a cash flow spreadsheet looks like, right, how to use it. I'm going to give you some samples of cash flow, of a cash flow spreadsheet and how to actually prepare it for yourself, right? So some of the benefits to attending this webinar truly is to get empowered with a financial system to plan like a CEO, right? You've got to stop thinking like the laborer. You've got to stop running a mom and pop shop. You've got to get you've got to get your mind in place that you are definitely the queen CEO of your business, right? Learn how to let the numbers do the decision making for you. That's a huge benefit that you're going to receive. You're going to set better financial goals based on the numbers, and you're going to see again that live cash flow spreadsheet created right there on the webinar, right? And you're going to learn how to control the numbers. You're going to understand that controlling the numbers and paying a attention to them, it's going to help you grow your business. And then you're going to learn how you can gain access to various cash flow templates. So again, this is going to be a powerful, I would consider it to be one of the most valuable free Lunch and Learn webinars I've ever given. And so I'm encouraging you to share it with as many business women as you can. I'm encouraging you to register for it yourself. And check this out. All you have to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net. Click on events in the event menu bar, and once you click on events, right there as you scroll under featured event, it says lunch and learn webinar, becoming the queen of cash flow. Click on that where it says click to learn more, and that is the actual registration page. I want you to copy that and then paste it in your social media feed like your Facebook or your LinkedIn, and it will automatically just pull it up and say, hey, you know, you can put in the post content. You can say something like, hey, join me uh, as I learn more about becoming the queen of cash flow. Join me on this very special webinar, no cost, and put the link there. Share it with other people. You know, I find out as business women or as women in general, we share the wrong things. We we share and we help out the retail industry. Oh, you better bet. We're going to tell somebody about a Michael Kors sale. We're going to tell people about other sales that's going on. We're going to tell people about buy two, get one free sales. We're going to tell people about all those things. But when it comes to truly blessing people's lives so that they can make more money, we don't have a tendency to share that. What is that with us as women? Have we been conditioned to do that? Hmm, good question, right? So let us go ahead and register and get ourselves registered for this particular event. And then not only are we doing the Lunch and Learn on Wednesday, hey, coming up on Thursday, if you're in the Atlanta area, we're kicking off um, our networking. We're going to be hosting live networking events, but we're kicking it off with some virtual networking. So, you know, if you're in the Atlanta area, then we have the Atlanta Virtual Networking for Business Women coming up on Thursday, June 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, Thursday, June 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we've got the Atlanta Virtual Networking for Business Women. So you can go again to events and you can see that and you can go ahead and get yourself registered for the Atlanta Virtual Networking. And then coming up, we've got the Charlotte. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina or surrounding areas, we've got the Charlotte Virtual Networking for Business Women on Friday, June 23rd at 12 noon Eastern time. So definitely make sure that you check that out as well. So very, very excited about these two networking events. And by the way, 
They are at this time complimentary. So this is your time to go ahead and come on and, and really get to uh, meet other business women and get empowered. Atlanta is happening 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and then Charlotte is happening Friday, June 23rd. So we've got a lot going on uh, for you, and I'm so very, very excited. We're beefing it up. We're beefing it up, giving you value and really helping you to, you know, to connect with other businesswomen has always been a big goal that we have had, and so very, very excited about that. So stay tuned for that. And then, of course, on Wednesday is our Coming up first is Wednesday, our live webinar, Lunch and Learn webinar, Becoming the Queen of Cash Flow. Also, want to remind everyone, if you haven't already, what are you waiting on? Guys, we've got some phenomenal articles. You know, uh, our staff has worked hard to research and write these articles. I've read them and added my two cents in there to really make them very valuable for you. So we've got, you know, communicate like a boss. We've got five ways to protect your intellectual property, marketing on a budget, you know, ways to monetize your business, how to become that queen of pro productivity, how to become the ambassador of your business. We've just got so many good how-to articles. Again, our articles are put in a learning method so that you're able to take out those, those how-tos and implement them in your business. Girl, if you just read these articles alone, your business is going to be so much better for it. So definitely check out, just click on blog in the top white menu bar. Make sure you log in because you've got to be fully logged in to read the articles. But click on blog in the top white menu bar and then um, log in before you click on anything and then you will be able to have access to these articles. So, so far... So happy we've got our Atlanta Women About Biz chapter. We've got our Charlotte, North Carolina chapter, and we're coming back up with our Birmingham, um, Alabama chapter, which is coming up. And, of course, I'm so excited. We've got a lot of interviews to do for women who are wanting to become a chapter director, and so we're so very, very excited for that. So we've got some good things going on over at Women About Biz. So as we, you know, put closure on the announcements for Women About Biz, I just want to remind you that you can always go to womenaboutbiz.net and check on events in the top right menu bar if you're wondering what's happening with us, what we're doing. It's always going to be in the event section, and we've got that information for you. So as we go back now, we're going to go ahead and go right into our hot topic for today, becoming the queen of sales. Again, becoming the queen of sales. And I think this topic is very, very important to me. Why? Because I know without marketing, to generate leads, and without sales to close those people, cross them over to becoming customers, I know that you can say you have a business, but if none of that is going on, you don't have a business. Uh, and I've known this for a very long time, and this is why I'm in, if, you, if anyone asks me, I've got so much to do, what should I focus on? You should always focus priority on marketing and sales. Okay, because it is the cornerstone of your business. And if you don't have marketing going on, if you don't have sales going on, you don't have a business, right? Because those two things, they're separate, but they can't, one can't do without the other. And as long 
as you're working hard on those things, you will start seeing results, okay? So making sales and closing deals is crucial for small business growth and success. But in today's competitive market, it's essential to have a well-defined strategy so you can stand out and so that you can convince potential clients and customers to choose your product or service over the competition, right? In this article that we are talking about, and I'm sharing this with you, we will explore some effective ways you can make a sale and successfully close the deal for your small business. So the first thing I want to share is about you understanding your customer. This seems to be a challenge, and so we are going to do, I believe, for the July Lunch and Learn, we are going to do a webinar on how to find your target customer. Um, and we're going to, I think we need to dig deep into that because I am having a lot of business women send me emails through member support asking for more information on how to find your target audience. So I think that that warrants us really pulling that out and doing a lunch and learn on it. But you've got to understand your customer because to make a sale, you must understand your target audience and their needs. So one of the things that you have to do in understanding your customer is to take the time to research and identify your ideal customer profile. What challenges do they face, and how can your product or service address those pain points? You know, by knowing your customers inside and out, you can tailor your approach and provide a compelling solution that resonates with them. And so this does require you to do a lot of research on who your customer is going to be. Now, if you feel that you have a good pulse beat on who that is, but you need to get a better understanding for what your customers want, then creating a survey and some type of campaign around that survey, like if you fill out this questionnaire, you'll get this or that, um, would be a great idea. That way it gets you on the pulse beat of what your customers are wanting. The second thing I want to talk about as we look at, you know, really becoming that queen of sales is about building relationships. It's a fundamental aspect of sales. People are more likely to buy from someone they trust and have a positive connection with. So listen up, because this has been my secret for the longest time, and I've been sharing it. I've been sharing it with everyone on the show um, over the years, right? But let me share this again. There's something that I, a phrase that I've coined, I call it familiar trust. Write that down, familiar trust. So familiar trust is not about being best friends with someone. It is about the familiarity that a person has with seeing you on social media and the internet frequently, okay, in different types of content. So they may see you on a video, um, you know, giving some great valuable information. Then they may see a post that you put on social media. They may then um, click on the link that you've given for a free audio on how to do something. Um, Or if it's a product business, you may have talked about the product, why you like the product. You're willing to give people a deep uh, 50% discount for them to try the product, hoping that they will become regular recurring customers, right? And so it's about building that relationship. And then not only that, but when most of the time people that are following you on the social media have friends in common with you. So when you're going on social media, make comments on other people's posts if it touches you, right? You want to be real. You want to keep it real, but you want to make comments because they see your comments as well. Okay, 
This, all of those things merged together, blended together, creates familiar trust. And when they trust you, people are more apt to want to go ahead and support whatever it is that, that you're asking of them, whether it's to click a link and get this report or whether it's to, I've got a discount if you want to buy this or that, right? Engage with individuals through social media, attend live and virtual networking events, and don't forget to offer valuable content that demonstrates your expertise. Building trust and rapport will certainly increase the likelihood of you closing a deal because they're seeing you all over the place. As a matter of fact, if you think, if you think about it, a lot of the business women who are so popular right now, they really got popular most of all from their consistency and their willingness to do videos and to share and to comment on others, right? All of them started at ground zero with not having that many followers. And then over time, their followerhood built up. They started having a lot of people following them. And then once they did that, they became known what is an influencer. Now, according to marketing experts, an influencer is someone that has 10,000 or more followers, right? Now, that's not always true because I certainly don't have 10,000 followers, but I, I, am an, I believe that I am an influence because I do so much networking offline, right? So where I'm at right now is I'm trying to do more networking online and take what I have learned to build my empire offline, take it online. So I'm working on that, right? So should you. Many of us, many of us who are of that 40 plus market, we're over 40 years old. Many of us are used to doing the, the old school way of, you know, one-on-one -on -one networking, calling people. We don't have a problem with that. We'll we'll talk all day long, but building that business online, well, you've had some millennials and other women who are killing it right? They are making a lot of things happen. It's because those people have familiar trust with them because they see them all the time, right? And so I want you to think about that. You know, you have to ask yourself, what can I do to build a better relationship with people that don't even know me personally, but how can I get them to have that familiar trust in me. And write that word down. It's important. I coined it over 20 years ago, and I use it all the time. If you use it, don't forget to give me credit. Familiar trust. It is when someone doesn't have to be your best friend, they don't have to know you personally, but they have trust in you because they are familiar with who you are, what you do, and they see you consistently online. Okay? Here's the third thing when it comes to sales and becoming the queen of sales is Highlight unique value proposition, and I'm going to share what that means. To highlight unique value proposition means to differentiate yourself. It means to make set yourself apart from the competition by clearly communicating what you offer, right? By clearly, clearly demonstrating your abilities, right? What sets your product or service apart is you, it is you. It's always going to be you. And you've got to ask yourself that question in order to get to the answer. Not only is it me, but, but check this out. 
is my my product or service more quality? Is it more affordable? You know, am I providing exceptional customer service? Is it because of my story and what I have been through in life that I'm able to show others how not to go down the same path and how to make certain things happen for themselves, right? You've got to know how to highlight these unique selling points to showcase the value that you actually provide. And when you demonstrate what you're offering is the best choice, when you, when you let people know that, say it. My offer is the best choice, right? When you demonstrate that, then you become an influential factor in closing the deal, right? So closing the sales is not always about somebody reading the brochure and then signing up for something or purchasing. The, closing the deal has more to do with you than you ever would know. It's about individuals trusting you, and I think that's so very, very important, okay? The one thing I want to say here as well, as you are highlighting your unique value proposition, UVP, okay, as you're doing that, it's important for you to keep it real because there are some not-so-real people out there that are saying what they promise and then don't follow through on the promise. So you've got to keep it real. And if you are real and you say things, but you put the cart before the horse and you're not able to follow through on your promise, you need to be able to apologize and just keep it real. I know I have before. I say, listen, I'm so sorry. I know I said that I was going to send this to you and I did not. And now weeks and months have passed by. This is my fault, and I'm so very sorry. Would you still accept this or that from me? And they'll say, oh, yeah, sure, I know what you're saying. It's better to keep it real because your realness and your honesty is what's going to continue the relationship and have them to continue to follow you. But don't repeat. Don't repeat, and I repeat. Don't repeat yourself promising things that you know you can't deliver until you have those things ready. This is something I have been breaking myself of, and I I, I think I've broken myself of that um, because it's not a good habit to have. You want to be a woman of your word and give people exactly what you promise you're going to give them, okay? Number four is effective communication. As we're talking about becoming that queen of sales, you need to use effective communication. This is the key right here, nothing more. This is the key to making the sale. You've got to clearly articulate the benefits of your product or service, and you've got to focus on how it can solve your customer's problem. Oh, wow. Now, let's back up for a minute. Let's talk about how what you have can solve your customer's problems. So the question here is, is that do you even know what your customer's problem is? So if you talk one-on-one with people in order to close the sale, hopefully you have let them talk enough to explain to you what they're dealing with or what they're going through. Something's not working or I never can do this or whatever it may be, you have got to figure it out. I was just talking to someone who was a makeup artist, who is a makeup artist. And she was sharing with me that oftentimes people can snapshot a picture and send to her and she can tell them the best foundation mix that they need to have for themselves. But every now and then she says she will get someone who has bought that foundation and when they put it on and send her a picture, she sees exactly what they're saying, that it's definitely not the foundation for them. And she says rather than saying, you know, keep trying or what have you, she knows that 
she is going to have to get that person in for a one-on-one consultation, and she's going to actually have to do their makeup so she can see what blends really work for their skin complexion, right? And she says that one thing, doing that, that one thing, and she always gives them a discount off, she said, because she had recommended something that didn't work like it should have. So she says, I then give them a discount off on the consultation and the makeup, and they appreciate it. And she said they end up walking out with three or four products um, because of that. So she actually has, she actually made more money from something not working on someone. And she says that wasn't her intent, but because she had good communication with them and she just didn't say, well, oh, well, if it didn't work, let's try this. She didn't keep giving them things without meeting with them one-on-one. Now that's her service, right? But we have to use that as an example in, in realizing that be sure of what a person needs. Be sure of that. And one thing that I recommend for you, if you're in the service or the product uh, industry, it doesn't really matter, everyone should have some type of client intake form where they're able to put in their customer's information, the best time to contact them, their email address, and then what products or services they're interested in. And you should have something, you know, a, a question that really addresses their pain point or their desire, their need to have a particular thing. You need to know what that is. Now, here's the secret in sales is that you always use whatever a person is going through or dealing with or you're using whatever is in demand at that time with them. You take that and you use it with them right? You use it to help you close the sale. That's what you do, okay? Case in point, I had a client just last week that called and said, you know, I've worked with two people now on my business plan, and neither one of them um, could really do my business plan well. Well, the issue wasn't that they couldn't do the business plan well, but the issue is that they were using templates, and, and the templates they were using were inadequate. I know this because I've used templates before and I got in trouble for it. And so now I just do people's business plans freehand. And I explain to them, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but I can trust you. Nobody's going to read your business plan and see their business in that business plan. It is going to be yours, right? And that's very, very key. And I went on to explain to them how I know it's disappointing and how you can use templates. And I realized, though, you're looking for something custom. You're looking for this, this, and the other. And at the end of the day, I sent that person a quote. They've already paid, made a partial payment, and they're ready to start having their business plan worked on. And this is what I'm saying about effective communication. You've got to know how to solve your client or your customer's problem. You've got to know how to use language that they've already mentioned. You've got to know how to stay within that same language that they keep talking about. Because my client kept talking about, I don't want nobody using templates on me. I don't want to use templates, okay? They, They specifically said that. So that told me right then and there. Okay, she does not want a template used, and so therefore, this is this is going to cost more, you know. And then she said, "I never had an issue with paying for a quality business plan, but everybody kept saying they can give me this business plan for little than nothing, and I bought it, and now it's not what I want." So again, that kind of language you have to continue to listen at, and you've got to learn how to avoid 
industry jargon, just because you think it sounds professional, you've got to learn how to avoid industry jargon that may confuse or overwhelm your potential clients. You've got to learn how not to do that, right? You also have to learn how to become an active listener to your clients' concerns, their objections, their feedback. You've got to, you've got to learn how to do that. Right? Active listening means not to butt in on the client when they're talking, um, but to listen to what they're saying and to take notes. I had that problem too because I was always thinking ahead of how I'm going to help the person rather than listen, listen to them, tell me what they needed. So then I will understand how I was going to help them, right? And so, again, you have to be able to have effective communication when you are the queen of sales, okay? And then the next thing is that you've got to know how to create urgency. And I know that this is very important, right? Creating a sense of urgency can motivate potential customers to take action. Limited time offers, exclusive discounts, or bonuses for early adopters can be very effective techniques in the, in the process of sales. Communicate the scarcity of your product or the time-limited nature of the deal to encourage prospects to make a decision promptly. However, Ensure the urgency is genuine and doesn't come across as being manipulative. So that word manipulative is a key word here. Be real when you're creating the urgency, right? Don't say you got something or something's no, something's no longer happening. Don't be manipulative with your audience because they will catch on to that as well, okay? So when you're creating a, search of, a sense of in, uh, urgency, the one the that I like is by create deadlines, deadlines that they register, deadline for the offer, a deadline for the exclusive discount, or deadline for the bonus, right? Those are the kinds of urgencies that I think work best, and I think you should stick with that, okay? Again, the urgency has to be genuine, and it should not come across manipulative. So, so far, I've given you five core areas you need to take a look at when you're talking about becoming the queen of sales. Number one was understand your customer. Number two was build relationships. Number three was highlight your unique value proposition. Number four was that you've got to use effective communication. And then number five was create an urgency. Here's number six. Offer guarantees and risk mitigation. So let me explain to you what that means. Addressing the customer's concern about potential risk can help instill confidence and overcome objections. And what that means is that with everything someone does, when they buy it, when they give you money, they're taking a risk that what they're going to get in exchange for that money is of value, right? But sometimes it may not be of value for them, even though you may think that it is. I think it's a good idea to consider offering guarantees, warranties, or trial periods to alleviate any doubts that your customer or clients might have. So you need to assure your customers that their satisfaction is your top priority and that you are confident in the value of your product or your service. The other thing that I think is important here is that I have a lot of business women um, in in the past that have said to me, well, I don't want to offer a guarantee in that way because then I have to give them 100% of their money back, right? Here's the thing. 
this is where your belief in your abilities and your belief in your business comes into play. You don't want anybody staying as a customer if they're not happy with what you offer. And you can't be so hard up for money that you don't want to give them um, their money back. Right, And if you don't have the money to give it back to them, then you've got to sit down and think about what you can offer that person that might be of value, right? But what you don't do is just let a heaping dead silence occur to where you're not answering that person back when they're emailing you, telling you that this is not what they want. You have got to be able to respond to them immediately in some way, okay? So you've got to assure your customers that their satisfaction is top priority and that you are confident in the value your product and service delivers, right? And that if at any time they're not happy, here's, you know, what you can do. It's very, very important. Mitigating your risk, you make it easier for your customers to always say yes. Whenever you have a guarantee, Warranty, they're going to always say yes, right? Last but not least, number seven, you've got to always follow up and overcome objections, right? Following up is crucial in the sales process. And this is the area where a lot of women who who are also procrastinators, they don't follow up. Many deals are lost due to a lack of persistence. So you've got to reach out to potential customers after your first interaction or proposal to check to see if they have any further questions or concerns. Be proactive in this, Queens, in addressing objections and providing additional information to alleviate the doubt. Now, I want to back up here and say, while you are are addressing the objection of your customer, you're never to argue with the customer. Don't argue with them. Don't start getting in a mode like you're you're about ready to take them to the parking lot and have a fight to prove that what you have is good. If they say no, then let their no's be the no. But if they've got some uh, a valid objection and you can talk to them about it and, and take them by the hand and say, see, this is how this is going to be done or this is how I can help you, you know, and then even be willing to offer a discount because you see that they're just not sure, go ahead and, and add that that unique value proposition in there, right? Well, would it help you if I lowered the cost? Is the cost the issue? You know, so you need to be able to work with your your prospective client or customer. By demonstrating your commitment and your willingness to work with them, you in- increase your chances also of closing the deal, okay? So making a sale and closing the deal is an art that requires repeated practice and a combination of strategy, understanding, and communication. So when you put those three things together and then build that familiar trust, then what happens is that you are going to automatically start seeing a difference in the mindsets of your clients and your customers, okay? Remember to focus on that building trust, addressing those objections, and offering value. Okay, and with a well-defined approach and effort, <clears throat> you can enhance your sales process and grow your business. Well, that's all I have for today. I certainly hope that you guys were taking some good notes and that you are ready to go out there and make some things happen for yourself where sales is concerned. Have a beautiful and a productive week, and don't forget to go to womenaboutbiz.net and check out our events for this week. Take care, everybody.